0: <laughs> Let's rock and roll. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on Rock and Roll podcast, we have the Inferno Doll. And, hello. Well, hello, <laughs> hello. She has a new EP called Sacrifice, which was released on December 11th. Right now, I'm being joined by Laura herself to share some information about what she's got going on this release, what she's been up to, what she's going to have coming down the pipeline. So, Laura. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, John, for having me today.
0: Absolutely. Great to have you on. Now, something that we were chatting about briefly before we hit record that I wanted to jump into was this amazing, stunning year that we've had, 2020. Uh, True Año Fantástico. And you said it was good in a way, and you've been working on your positive thinking, and I think that's been a struggle for a lot of people. So take us through that. How was this year good in a way? And how have you been working through positive thinking?
1: Well, it has been not easy, to be honest. Um, I started working on my mindset, like trying not to get too much affected with negative things around me, negative people that is not adding anything valuable to my life. So it's been I've been working on that for a couple of years now. So having that already in me we got COVID and I was of course I was like what the fuck is going on what am I gonna do now I can go out I can see anybody how am I gonna do my videos how am I gonna do my photo shoots and stuff but then I realized that I can do a lot of those things on my own so instead of laying in bed crying about all the shitty things that are happening right now around the world because it is bad i try to use as much as i can the free time that i have now in my hands like working on creating content uh, connecting more with the fans um, doing more live streams getting into our facebook group and talking to them directly and about the mindset part, the positive thinking is a lot of reading. I've been reading um, certain books that have helped me to guide me through that too. One of the books that like kind of hit me hard was uh, The Big Leap. Mm-hmm. It tells you a lot on how sometimes artists or people in general feel bad when they outshine uh, people close to you. And for a long time, I thought... Uh, that being successful wasn't good or achieving part of your goals is not good because other people's gonna feel like oh you're doing good and I'm not so <laughs>
0: <laughs> duh yeah so get to work. Uh,
1: yeah exactly is um <laughs> telling and telling myself also like stop whining, stop complaining and do something about it. If you want if you don't wanna get stuck and if you wanna to like grow as an artist, you gotta do the work, and I literally kick my own butt, get up off my bed, and started working and started connecting, and it feels amazing. It's been really good there, but I have had bad days, of course. And before, I was not able to ask for help um, or tell someone, you know, what I'm feeling shitty. I need someone to talk to. I today I do that. Like if I'm feeling bad, it's like I need to get this out. I need to have someone else's perspective. To tell me that what I'm thinking that is all black, maybe it's not that black, you know. Mm -hmm. So I ask for help. I ask for perspective, and it's been amazing. It's been amazing. That's what I've been doing all this time.
0: (laughs) Okay, very cool. You bring up so many uh, incredible points. We could turn this into a, I don't know, a personal development episode. Exactly. You know. Yeah. (laughs) uh, That. I mean, how many people out there listening in right now or watching on YouTube have felt that, that, you know, losing that 10 pounds or losing those 20 pounds or quitting smoking or something, writing that book finally, like somebody had to write The Big Leap uh, and deal with those emotions themselves to be able to look at other people around them and say, yeah, this book just got published and try to be humble about it. Uh, that That's helping people. And how many people does he know that, you know, are are jealous about that? And there's so many uh elements to achieving goals and having success whatever that is uh the idea that it's not good but i mean how did you wrap your mind around your own goals because i think that's something that's unique is it, laura you have different goals than i do so if you achieve your goals it has no effect on my goals
1: yeah i mean it's on you you have to you have to be able to take the first step and work on your own path to achieve your own goals. You have your own dreams. You have your own goals. In saying that. I can't tell you how to do it, but if you ask me how are you doing it, I will tell you, okay, first things first, stop thinking that everything is black, that everything is shitty. Stop feeling sorry about yourself because the only way, the only thing that you get thinking like that is that you're going to attract that to your life. If you're feeling like you're not good enough, then you're not going to be good enough if you think that you're not a good artist then you're not going to be a good artist but if you change that into like believing more in, in your own skills in your talent and not giving a shit what other people might think about you is one of the biggest things that I could tell you to like start working on it's not easy <laughs> I know
0: mm-hmm well how could you you're surrounded by black you're wearing black leggings oh, you're wearing a black shirt yeah. a black,
1: everything's black of course because i love wearing black but that doesn't mean that doesn't <laughs> mean that that i only have negative thoughts i mean i love wearing black and some of my friends make fun of me because they always see me wearing black and sometimes they give me like a pink shirt with um this rainbow that says uh, death metal because they are kind of okay we want to see you wearing more colors but I I like this. I'm yeah. not going to change that. This is me. <laughs>
0: right. Let's see. It looks good. Um, you. <laughs> you're quite welcome. Cool. So let's transpose that into some of the goals that you said that you wanted to achieve this year. Is this EP something that you were going to do this year regardless? Or is this something that was birthed out of the struggles that you were experiencing uh, in 2020? It
1: is half and half. Um, Before I started uh, the songwriting of Sacrifice, I came to Canada in 2016. It took me a while to kind of adapt to everything was new. I had no friends around, no family. And before I came here, I sold most of my stuff, so I didn't have my gear here to start recording songs. But at the beginning of 2019, I started feeling this... I I talk about Inferno Doll, about this uh, alter ego living inside me, that was domination, but somehow I do feel that she's inside and she was telling me, hey, it's time, we need to make music. And I started writing songs with my iPhone headphones, uh, Cubase on my laptop and just using my voice because I didn't have any instruments or anything. And and then working online with my producer was a pain in the butt. It was really hard to do this online. We didn't know about the existence of Zoom, for example, that would have made everything more easier. And then 2020 happened. Uh, We got hit by a pandemic, and we were kind of in the process of finishing the last songs, like the last details of the songs. And we started with the mixing. And then I was like, how am I going to do this? I mean, I can't go anywhere, but I did everything online. I We finished the mixing and the mastering online. My, uh, my own albums, the only piece I had to do everything online to uh, the person who was uh, printing them, and I literally had no human contact <laughs> with <laughs> anyone in all this writing process. So, sacrifices, all about that. Sacrifices, in personal life and, and everything that I have to go through in order to get this album out and to become the Imperna Doll in the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot there. Is Sacrifice, this song, and the the title Sacrifice, is that embody the struggle that you started maybe going through from, say, 2016? I don't know if I want to call it a struggle, um, but definitely making some sacrifices and... Uh, I see sacrifice as a positive word because you're doing something to get closer to something. Mm -hmm. Usually something good, hopefully anyway, something good, um, I think is the point of the word sacrifice that I think people kind of forget sometimes. Uh, But you made some sacrifices to get closer to, going back to the beginning of our conversation, some kind of goal, some kind of element of success. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's all about that.
0: Okay.
1: It's it's all about that. Yeah. I was going to call the EP The Inferno Doll because it was kind of the rebirth, the coming back and kind of showing a different path that I was taking with the music. But in the process of making this EP, a lot of shit kept, kept happening. I, I actually broke my arm. I broke my arm. And I, when was it? On 2019? Yes, I broke the arm or 2018. I, I don't remember very well and I and I broke the left my right arm sorry and I'm right-handed so I couldn't play the piano I couldn't do shit with my <laughs> left hand <laughs> it was really hard but at the same time like that forced me again um to step step out of my comfort zone and just focus in and on just recording the album and making it happen and tell what i was going through to my old and new fans in my own crazy way but it's all there is literally a lot of blood tears and sweat in study mm-hmm. p <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: that's funny literally <laughs> yeah well and the cool thing is you said that all out of order so i had to process that which is kind of funny uh <laughs> No, no, no. Maybe you said it at the right time. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, you said it in the right order. Sorry, that's just me. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, stepping outside of your comfort zone. Is that something else that shows itself on this EP? Because it's three tracks, technically four. So yeah. if the audience picks up, the fans pick up the CD, uh, they get a fourth bonus track, which is looks like a remix. Yes. Um, of Domination, <clears throat> which is, of course... Fantastic, But take us through the rest of this EP, uh, three songs, three new songs anyway. Why these three songs? What is it about these three songs uh, where you said, this EP is complete? Completo. I can just, I can release it now.
1: Yeah. Um, thanks for asking that. Actually, there's, there was going to be a fourth song that at the last minute I decided not to include it because it made no sense to me to put that song in there. And actually I'm reworking on that song right now. I wanted to be those three songs. Uh, First, um, musically speaking, that's what I wanted to show because that's what I'm doing now. And I love Domination. I think the essence of Domination is still present in Sacrifice. I'm the same person, kind (laughs) of. And um, I wanted to be Sacrifice because it was... Sacrifice, Ghost Walls, and Land of the Lords were the exact uh, states, feeling states, or situations that I was going through and, and kind of struggling to. That left every, I left everything behind to come here and to get to achieve one of my biggest goals, that is like to grow the Infernal Doll's name. Ghost Walls is my more romantic and soft part to, like, tell everyone that I'm not a cold-blooded person. I have a lot of feelings (laughs) in me. (laughs) I'm a very romantic girl. Uh, I love reading uh, goth novels and dark romance, Dracula and all that, Uh, Penny Dreadful, too. And Land of the Lords is anger. I was, I felt a lot of anger towards people, towards situations, and I just want to let it all all out and share That with everyone. And it's been amazing that today people kind of understand the message that I'm sending. And they tell me how they feel when they listen to either Sacrifice or Ghost Walls or Land of the Lords. And I'm like, fuck, they get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm blown away. Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing.
0: Well, you mentioned something that um, earlier... Uh, uh-huh. this this year you've been spending a lot of time connecting directly with the fans uh, yes. you mentioned a Facebook group. you mentioned some live streams. Is that where you are finding out that people are getting what it was that you produced?
1: well i before i never never did it this before i I thought that connecting to your fans was wrong. I thought that having a direct communication with your fans was wrong because I was told that all the time when I was like back in Chile with my former band or people around me like you shouldn't be so personal with them and today I see everything differently. I, actually, I read um, Amanda Palmer's uh, The Art of Asking and she is like everything about connecting with your fans
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when I started doing that, like opening up more to them and write them different kind of emails as well as like telling them, hey, this is what's going on in my life. That's why I'm writing the songs I'm writing and people getting to know you in that way. I think it has been amazing to at the same time, grow my name as the Infernal as a solo artist. I. The other day, for example, I woke up and I had a fan page. <laughs> One of my super fans, he made a fan page about the Inferno Doll because he loves the music and he gets the message and he, he just loves it. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I actually cried that day. <laughs> never, something like that never happened to me. So it's important to talk to people and ask them as well, what they want to get from me because when you do things on your own and you don't have anyone else telling you hey it it would be good if you like get this kind of merch or if you instead of just having cds you could like get vinyls or stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i asked them and it's amazing i love my fans they're the best we're like we're like a family i consider them like my little fam
0: oh yeah (laughs) You're not going to yeah. start llorando again, are you?
1: Oh, yeah. Let's cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beautiful. No, I get that from you. I get a uh, deeply, I don't want to say uh, emotional in a bad way, but I think that you're definitely in touch with uh, emotions. And um, I don't know, maybe people think that you're not romantic because you were black, but I get that, <laughs> that, uh, that sense. And uh, I have a six-year-old son, and he watches a TV show called Teen Titans and there's a character on Teen Titans called Raven and she's kind of the same thing. She's like all darkness, witchcraft, but at the same time it's like a force field for her heart because she has a really big huge heart and so I oh, made that's I, cute. <laughs> yeah, I made I made that connection just now.
1: Yeah, uh, I like it. Thank you. I actually I, I watched that
0: show. <laughs> okay. You could be Raven. Yeah,
1: I know it. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> All right, fan-freaking-tastic. So we've chatted quite a bit about uh, you know connecting with the fans, which I think is important. And, yeah, I mean, if you go back, uh, what, like 20, no? Yeah, well, actually probably about 20, 30 years ago, the music industry was very closed off for security reasons in a lot of cases. Um, you know, fans get crazy. They do things. Uh, I've read a lot of articles from various artists. They knew when they, they hit it big because all of a sudden they actually had to have security around them when they went somewhere. They couldn't just go somewhere anymore. Um, so like, there's some security reasons, but something that I like about today's music industry is it really opens it up for bands to just do things themselves. They don't need to go through a record label fan club that they never actually get to read any fan letters from. Uh, they can actually just connect with fans directly and... Instead of somebody in a a suit at a record label who's been doing this for 30 years saying this is what you're going to do step by step without consulting the fans and we just know that they're going to buy it. Mm -hmm. uh, You're able to connect with them and say, hey, I don't know what you want. What do you want?
1: Yeah, exactly. I asked them and I didn't know that you could do that, actually. I sign up to this course in this online academy called Savvy Musician Academy. I don't know if you've heard about it. Um, Leah McHenry is the one that is the founder and she creates these amazing online courses about um, branding, about um, how to market yourself online, and literally how to connect with your fans. And I thought before, that if you didn't have a record label, you were not going to be able to do it. I thought, I'm t- talking about 2008, 2007, stuff, around that time, mm-hmm. that if we couldn't get into a record label, we wouldn't be able to, to perform or to get sales or stuff like that. But now I see that if you learn how to do that yourself, you don't need a record label. But mm-hmm. you gotta put the work on it. So yeah. it's not easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely a lot of work. The things that a record label oh, yeah. would do for you uh, now are saving a lot of time on some things that you have to do yourself, like, you know, booking this interview.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for example. For example, yeah, but we had Curtis for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Gracias, Curtis.
1: Yeah, he's the best. I'm so happy I'm working with him.
0: Mm-hmm, perfect. All right, Curtis, if you're listening in or watching, you've just been praised, so...
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> <gonna> you be happy. <laughs> That's right.
0: You better be happy. Uh, cool. Now, you mentioned that you're working on a new song. Uh, kind of. It's one that was gonna be on the EP. You're continuing to work on it. So is that what we should be expecting here shortly? What's the game plan uh, from here?
1: Okay, so sacrifice was released on october 30th on digital platforms and it's gonna be released on the 11th of december like the physical release so right now i'm very focused on promoting that at the moment but of course on the other hand i'm also writing songs and i'm planning on releasing like a full album sometime during 2021 i and musically speaking, i is probably gonna follow the same path as sacrifice um but i w- I want also to experiment a little bit more um <clears throat> I'm a big fan of Devil doll I don't know if you know them mm-hmm. they don't exist anymore, and I've been listening to a lot of um instrumental music and I'm getting more into horror and and all that so I think it's... <clears throat> A new album from the Infernal Doll could be somewhere June, July next year, and it's going to be... Oh, my voice. Don't abandon me, (laughs) voice. I think it's coming very dark and romantic, and of course, it's going to be a lot of metal there, a lot of growling, screaming, and some speaking voice songs I don't know how to explain it it's it's coming weird <laughs> but it's gonna be good <laughs> dark romantic and intense
0: dark romantic intense everything that I would expect to come from Inferno doll Laura
1: yes that's, that's awesome <laughs> yeah uh
0: yeah I've got the write-up here it says you know you're inspired by horror movies gothic literature uh the legend of Dracula the Bram Stoker novel yeah
1: yes the okay Bram Stoker
0: novel. okay cool um True story, because my mom's side of the family is Romanian, I have a lot of issues with that, that novel, but I get the whole thing. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty good, and uh, there's a prequel and a sequel of the, for that novel, and I've been reading so much Dracula things lately. Like, I'm literally turning into a big Dracula nerd. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Not the real no, no, no,
0: Dracula, no, no. Bram Stoker's Dracula.
1: Uh, well, yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, it's amazing the, the way he writes things, and it makes it look like Dracula was real. Like, real, real, real. And I don't know, I think probably Bram itself thought that he was a vampire. Probably that's why he got cremated. When
0: could he died. be, could be. <laughs> yeah. I read something recently, Laura, uh, that was great fiction novels are 99% fiction, 1% truth, because the only way to make it come across as a truly encapsulating story that invites you to be invigorated by a false world is that 1% of it is based in truth that the author himself could only have experienced or come into contact with somebody, almost like a clairvoyant, but it could be a real person. Uh, in, yeah. order, in order for it to come across that way and I thought that was very inspiring.
1: Yeah, it is <laughs> Yeah, no, I could talk to you like for hours about Dracula, but we should leave that for another time <laughs> We should It'll be too
0: much. We should. Yeah
1: Absolutely. I love talking about Dracula.
0: <laughs> okay, We'll we'll do it. We'll do another episode I'll I'll give the the accounts from my side. You'll give the accounts from your side. and We'll have a sure. massive massive discussion yeah.
1: Absolutely <laughs>
0: Cool. Okay, so we chatted about a couple of tracks here. Uh, actually, we didn't chat about, chat about Ghost Waltz, but um, we did chat about uh, Land of the Lords. So I'll just leave that as it is. Everybody listening in or watching on YouTube, definitely go check out the EP. Listen to the EP. It's fantastic. Because um, I'm totally into what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. And recently, I kind of go in and out of phases where I'll listen to, to gothic stuff, and then I'll, I'll stop because I get really sad or something. And then I'll like go back into it. Um, And I've had a resurgence of specifically year 2000's Finnish gothic metal, uh, where I've just been going back and listening to uh, a lot of gothic stuff. And then you came across and I thought, well, this is cool. I could have Raven on the show. Uh, (laughs) So we've chatted about the EP, we chatted about (laughs) Sacrifice, we chatted about how you're connecting with your fans. We've done some positive thinking, uh, reading The Big Leap, The Art of Asking. So definitely a lot of cool stuff uh, coming from you and I'm looking forward to the album that you're working on the next few tracks you're working on uh, maybe even a concept album a three-part concept album on Dracula Bram Stoker yeah
1: Dracula. actually I'm working on that too I want i um, I have this crazy crazy idea and I would very much like somehow to have Dacre Stoker on board to help me with the writing of the story J. Chris Stoker is uh, the great grandnephew, direct descendant of Bram Stoker, and he has written like the prequel and the sequel with other um authors. Uh the f- uh with J.D. Barker and Ian Hold, actually. Um yes, I love writing. I write since I was very young. Uh, my own kind of short story slash poetry, actually. <laughs> When I was young and I was studying to become an uh, uh, an actress which failed very bad wow. I had a crush on this guy in this uh, on the uh place that I was studying and I was sending him um love poems like every week <laughs> So and he didn't know that it was me but um anyways So yeah I want to write about things that inspire me in real life and in fiction that is dracula and i want to write like my own uh, version of the things and how i see it as a reader um the whole dracula thing uh yeah actually you are one of the very few people that i've told this so now everyone is gonna know now everyone so yeah Everyone that listens is going to know, so I'm kind of making a big commitment here. And uh, <laughs> that's one of my biggest dreams. I, I'd love to do a, kind of a conceptual album and make it deadly romantic.
0: Mm-hmm. I dig it. I see it. The commitment is now made right here on the Rock Metal yeah. Podcast. We did it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no turning back.
0: No turning back now. Beautiful. Okay. Is there anything that I missed, Laura, that you wanted to chat about uh, that I did not bring up?
1: Actually, you asked, I think, all the questions. Um, yeah, um, not really. <laughs> I don't have anything extra to say, and uh, I really am enjoying a lot this chat. <laughs> Do we have to stop now?
0: Unfortunately, we do. My next call oh. is calling, uh, but like I said, we can definitely uh, reorganize, I don't know, something in some way, shape, or form that would be still related to music, and then we can you know, do something from there, especially because I'm considering starting what I'm calling a Power Talk series, and the first interview I'm going to do for this Power Talk series is actually uh, calling in right now. He's a CEO of a record company. Oh. So instead of chatting with a band, I'm going to chat with a record exec and say, "Hey, you know, let's talk about your side of the the equation." And I think also as well what could fit into that power talk series is some of the positive thinking literature that you've gone through defining yourself uh and not just as a brand as a market, "Oh, I'm going to wear black because it's going to make me money." No, that's you.
1: Yeah, is learning to know yourself and learning to love yourself as well. is It's been crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> really. I love this journey. I love this uh personal growth thing that I'm going through. And I fucked it up like a hundred times in the past and probably yesterday. And I've said very bad things in the past, but today... Ay,
0: caramba. Ay, ay, ay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's been... Writing in the sacrifice and put it in out there and I think I made a post about that the other day that I was feeling very much Afraid about putting this EP out because it was so different to Domination and it's more Me It's mm-hmm. very personal and it's all about Personal growth, but in a very fictional way
0: hmm Well, and you're in Calgary. You're only a couple hours yeah. south
1: Yeah, so, you know we're neighbors exactly <laughs>
0: When this whole thing clears, we'll meet in red deer for Chinese food. That's what we'll do.
1: Okay. I'd yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. If you
0: like Chinese food.
1: Um I'm vegetarian, so if oh. there's no meat in it, awesome.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Pescutarian, do you eat fish? No. No? No fish? <laughs> no. Oh man. Oh no,
1: just no, just eggs. <laughs> just at eggs. the moment.
0: At the moment. Okay. Ovo vegetarian, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Ovo vegetarian. <laughs> That's a weird name, but yeah.
0: Yeah. The funny thing is, because uh, I'm a chef, and in culinary school, we took nutrition, and we learned about all these different kinds of vegetarians, so when I meet one, I used to say, like, oh, like, are you lacto, ovo, and people would be like, what are you talking about? So I kind of stopped asking people that question, but...
1: <laughs> no, actually, you make you make a point, and it's great that you ask it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. well All right. We, we covered everything. We had a great chat. Unfortunately, we have to let you go, because now my next <laughs> interview is, like, angry. They're upset. They're enojado. <laughs> Right now, they're muy enojado con No se
1: enojen enojen con John.
0: (laughs) Muchas gracias, Laura. So, yeah, that's pretty much everything. So, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. And again, thank you for having me. I had a blast, and I hope we can do this again soon.